Hello, good day to all. Welcome to the podcast of uh, Inspirational Life Stories. I'm your host, Stein Stas, and today we are here with Christian Shamani, living in Denmark for the moment. And um, we met beginning this year, Christian, in Denmark live, uh, completely by incident. <laughs> like they always say, um, but we had a very interesting conversation. And before we start, I would like to welcome you. Uh, this podcast and I'm very honored uh, that you want to be my guest here amongst all the others and I'm very excited as well uh, because Christian has quite an impressive career uh, behind him and still continuing his career but um, I think uh, he will give, give you guys a lot of inspirational uh, tips and tricks and how to live your life from the heart and um, how to live a good life, a life of happiness. And maybe to start with, uh, with our past, Christian, you were a football player, a famous football player. You're still uh, a model, you're a painter. Uh, you went to your meditation, mindfulness instructor, coach, team coach. You work for the True North Society, quantum learning. You have a lot on your on your CV, it's, it's impressive. Um, you worked also at the Rudolf Steiner School and at the Wald you are a Waldorf teacher and you worked for the Alzheimer Union. So Christian, you started your career as a football player when you were 10 years old. How, how did that game, uh, came, came in your life? Thank you. It's very good to be here, Stan. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I actually started when I was seven playing football as a little kid um, and I had a dream of being a professional football player like many other kids. So uh, that was my full power, my full focus uh, and my big dream. So I was playing every day, many hours, training, many years and uh, I loved playing football, I loved being on the field and um, that was my way to my spark at that time, my way to, to follow my dreams and my goals. And I played the, yeah, in, in Denmark and in Sweden. And I played in uh, different clubs in the best Super League and in Allsvenskan. So I played in FC Copenhagen and also in other clubs in Denmark and then Malmö FF in Sweden. And that was basically my, my whole life from I was, uh, yeah, seven years until I was 25. And uh, I had my first uh, contract when I was 19 in FC Copenhagen. And I was so fortunate to play with some very good players along the way. In, in Malmö, I played with Slatan Ibrahimovic before he went to Ajax and his career started off. So, and I played against the, the Laudrup and other kind of players that was on a different level than I was. I was a good player, but I was not like a superstar player so and my name at that time was bank it was not shamani it was bank like a money bank b-a-n-k so if people <laughs> wants to check it out so that was yeah basically my my life and at the same time you started a model career um when since you were 10 and i wondered like um, you know every boy when he's when he's a child he wants to become a famous football player or a, a model what were for you at those days the key elements to, to, to reach that high level, to, to reach the top of, of, um, of this very exciting world, I must uh, assume? I had the dream also of being, yeah, I, I had this dream of just being famous, you know, like being seen, being heard, being acknowledged. And uh, so the... So that was also uh, why I was, I was interested in uh, the fashion industry and modeling world. So that's also, I do, did it simultaneously with playing football. So that was my two uh, careers. Football was my main career. I had to train and, and model was my, my second career, part-time career, you can say. And I did it um, until this day. So I've been actually in uh, a modeling uh, model since and a commercial actor since 
yeah, the last 35 years. And uh, I really enjoy it. It's a playfulness. It's uh, like creating. It's not only many people think it's just about the outside. It's actually you can create something very, uh, that can touch people if you really step into um, a creation process. It's like creating a piece of art. So you can also do that in fashion. And I, that's what I love and enjoy. And I spread the consciousness wherever I am. So, so I can speak about deeper consciousness, transformational consciousness, everywhere I go, also in this world, also in the sports world. So, so yeah, to, to reach the top, top level of, of a football player or a model, there are many barriers and blockages. How did you overcome that? Because I, I, I understood that you, your childhood was not easy as well. And still you kept on going. What, what, what is it that keeps you going on, in life? I think we're all different people and have different things and qualities and challenges. And uh, one of my major challenges was that I came from a lower middle class society where there was a lot of people uh, drinking, smoking marijuana, having drugs. Uh, people that, uh, that I could see and feel didn't have a, a, a good upbringing with, uh, uh, with love and, and presence from parents. Many of them didn't have parents. They were in orphanage uh, around the area where I lived. So I saw a lot of people that was really challenged by life. Uh, and, but I was also told by my family, my mother and father, not to judge people. So we also took a lot of these people into our home. And, and uh, so I met a lot of, you can say, souls that was hurt. Uh, but uh, they, they, they respected me and I respected them. Uh, and, uh, and, and one way for me to, 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 to say to myself to not stay in that area and that way of living was my football and modeling. So there was two things that, that brought me into the total different experiences, traveling around the world. And, and, uh, and I've had different cycles of modeling. So I've been in all the places, but many of them, my career really took off when I stopped playing football when I was 25, because then I could actually go full in for it. Before I was doing more at home here in Denmark and small trips, but not full on. That was when I was 25, actually. That's 20 years ago. So, you know, many people say football players and models, they're all superficial. You know, it's, it's a world of, of bling bling and money. And did it make you happy? Did you feel fulfilled with, with that kind of life? I would say. And to a certain degree, yes, because I was living my dreams. But I could see in retrospective when I became older that I was not really happy. I was not really fulfilled because it was a chase of the outside world to fulfill me. It was a chase for the outer circumstances to get success and fulfillment. And that was, I found out, a big illusion. It was just a small momentum a little bit of, oh, I got this contract or I got this big commercial uh, for Volvo campaign. You know, it was just small steps. And when I was home, I was with myself again and there was this emptiness. Uh, this yeah, not full connection with my heart and my, my spark in my life. There was some, some outside illusion, I found out. So, uh, and that's what I, I speak about with the new generation of youth and teenagers, mm -hmm. and I work a lot with this new generation, is to share that happiness and joy doesn't come from the outside mm -hmm. circumstances. It doesn't matter whatever, how much money you have, mm -hmm. uh, how beautiful you are, how your partner is, how, uh, you, you know, the other circumstances is not something you can control, number one. Number two, they change all the time. Mm -hmm. So what I found out is to get an inner state of happiness and joy, it's my way of perceiving life. Mm -hmm. It's a mindfulness way of looking at life. Mm -hmm. How do I perceive it? That creates the, the joy and happiness. Mm 
So Christian, it sounds like you made a, a big transformation in your life from the more realistic, materialistic worlds into the more uh, spiritual or, or inner worlds, personal development world. What happened or what was actually, was there a cause or something that, that triggered you uh, to, to make this transformation? Yeah, there was several experiences during the way that I call small deaths and births, a death of an, a personality, a way of looking at myself and opening up for a new way of looking at myself. And uh, when I stopped, one death was when I stopped playing football when I was 25. I had knee injuries that stopped my career in sport. And that was a big wake-up call for me to start a different journey. Because I've used all my time and energy and focus on sports. Suddenly I had this time and energy to do other things. Because my career stopped when I was 25 already after six years of playing professional. So that was a big wake-up call. And, uh, and there I started looking more into art. Looking into other areas that gave me a, a spark and other values in life in general. Instead of focusing so much outside, I look more inside. Uh, and that's something I didn't have with me in my childhood from my parents. When I was, uh, I was born in 74, so I'm uh, 46 now. My, my parents was teenagers when they got me. My mother was 17, my father was 19. So they were teenagers, so they were not very conscious. So I didn't have this kind of inner guidance to look inside. They didn't have that wisdom and knowledge with them. So I was brought up by teenagers. And uh, so I had to find my way myself through life. And that was tough uh, through many periods, but uh, it also made me strong to, to reach my goals and find my inner authority, my own inner leadership during the world. I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> you told me that um, 2003 was a major turning point for you uh, in, in your traveling. What, what, what happened there? In my life journey in 2003, I, uh, that was three or four years after I stopped playing football. I was in a relationship that was really close. Uh, we were very close to each other. It was like a symbiotic connection with a, a, a woman that I truly love. And we broke apart from each other after a few years. And that, in some way, that, that made me come into a, a deep despair, meaninglessness. Uh, uh, black hole, you can say. And I was the, in that deep process for six months in 2003 where I I almost I felt that disconnected to myself to my family to the country Denmark to this planet and to life I was disconnected uh, so I had thoughts about if I should stay here on this planet that was the first time in my life I experienced wow what are what these kind of thoughts you know like shall I be here or maybe it's over you know maybe it's done deal but uh, I had this inner warrior inside, so I said, no, let's, let's look at it. Let me really see if I can open up for something. So when I was almost in my deepest darkness, despair, I, I made a prayer. I said, okay, show me universe if there's any light anywhere, any meaning. Uh, and uh, then it was very clear that there came a little spark, a little light, and that was traveling. I should travel away from my old story, away from Denmark for a while, away from my family, and just meet the world, meet Mother Earth. So I, I, at that time, I was broke. I had no partner. Uh, it, was, it was a very tough time, so I just booked the ticket to travel. I had no money at that time because I've used it. On, Celebrating party after I stopped football. I had three or four years where it just went crazy. So um, 
So I booked the ticket and the guy that, that I knew that booked it for me, he said, you don't have to pay now. Just let's see it's in a few months how it goes. So he supported me. He worked in this uh, travel agency. But I just booked it and that gave me a, a direction again, a focus and a spark. And yeah, that's 17 years ago. So and, and then I came back out of this black hole from mm -hmm. training, running again and doing things for myself and being focused. And then I traveled uh, for five years. I went off to Denmark and I just traveled all over the world for five years until 2008. Now you uh, mute again. Sorry. <laughs> it's, 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 what, what, you said you, you, you did a prayer to come out of your darkness. Were there any other elements that you said? Did you hear a calling just to come out? Because that's where a lot of people say, okay, when, when they, they commit suicide or when they completely go even deeper or they just, whatever, take a job and live a life of, of emptiness. What, what was it that, that, um, that took you out of it, of this emptiness? What I found out was that when people and myself are in deep despair and no meaning, some people call it depression. Basically what I found out that when you are in that state or this frequency, you can call it, it's because you're disconnected from your heart. You're disconnected from your inner compass. That's what makes you be, there's no meaning, everything is dark, your thoughts are thinking like about only the bad things about yourself and the world. It's because you're disconnected simply. So what got me out of it was that I thought I got the direction and light through a prayer, some meaning, and then I just focused on that. And it became brighter and brighter. And I was more and more connected to my heart and my inner compass. So I didn't take any medication. I didn't take any from doctors to get me out of this. I, I've, I got myself out of it. Uh, so that was uh, a big learning for me. And I think everybody can do it if they know the mechanics of, of being disconnected from themselves. And that's what I teach right now. All people is to connect with your inner compass, mm -hmm. your inner spark, your inner meaning. Some call it soul. Some, some call it the heart, whatever you call it. So you left on this travel, on this world travel to, uh, when I see your biography, to all these beautiful places in, in India and New Zealand, to very old and ancient cultures looking for more meaning, meaning and spirituality. Can you tell us a little bit what, 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 what was the impact of all these visits um, or maybe some impact on your life, on your personal development and what did it do with you? Maybe you can share some examples or some experiences that you had during these five years. Yeah, I would say that my in 2003, my old personality in some way died. Mm. My identification with being a football player and a model, I stopped also for a while when I traveled being a model because I couldn't model when I traveled with my backpack around. So I had a break from, from for, for, for around five years of modeling. So I basically left my old story. It was very frightening for me to leave my family, my security, my old careers and just start on a new journey, finding myself again. Mm. So, so sometimes when you, what I've, sometimes when you have a big fear in life, maybe something that really shakes you, that's where you can really transform. If you meet that fear. And that was my biggest fear to be on myself on my own and just traveling, not knowing where to go and mm. just, so when I went off, it was a very freeing experience to begin with. To, I'm on myself. I, I don't know these countries, these cultures. I don't know any people. I'm just on my own. And, uh, and I felt more and more than I, I came home into myself as an 
grown up from being a young man to a grown up. That was my process. It was a kind of initiation process. And I went through many small initiations on these five years. I remember in Byron Bay in Australia with a, uh, there was a, an experience where I was sitting with people from all over the world uh, called the Rainbow Track in 2004. And uh, there was this gathering. And uh, I remember I took all my clothes off naked. And I went into the fire where there were sitting hundreds of people around the fire. So, and I took all my clothes off. And uh, I was very much in, in vulnerability. So I just cried in front of everyone and showed my nakedness. and looked everybody in the eye. And then I had a stone that I put into the fire to let it burn. And then I screamed, yes, with all my energy to this moment in life. And everybody just, I, I know pe the people didn't know what's gonna, what would happen. I didn't know what would happen. It was just like a force took me. And everybody screamed, yes, with me. It was like, I screamed, yes. Like, I showed my nakedness. I showed my vulnerability. And everybody just screamed, yeah, with me. And uh, many people after came to me and said, you changed my life. I'm going to meet my vulnerability my nakedness and I'm going to drive to this place I dreamed about. So in some way I awoke a lot of things in people with sharing my own vulnerability and my own nakedness. So that was an initiation. Shivers, Christian, when you were yeah. telling the story. It's, yeah. it's like you're waking up and, and, and waking other people up as well. Yeah. To dare being naked and showing myself mm. my vulnerability, my heart and who I am. That, that suddenly I, I felt, wow, I have this power that is beyond what I understood before. And, and, and we all have that power. Is that, is that something that you see in the current society that a lot of people are hiding or have masks and are afraid of exposing themselves to vulnerability or even to their own heart? Yeah, the way we are brought up in society, the way I see it, Mm -hmm. We are not trained. We are not learned to connect with our vulnerability, especially as men. Mm -hmm. Women are generally more connected with their vulnerability. And men, we are very much lonely wolves that want to take care of our own stuff. When we are vulnerable, we don't share our vulnerability so much with others, especially not men. Mm -hmm. We might do it a little bit in our relationship, but with other men. So, so to see the power and the strength and the courage to show vulnerability. Because we as men also have a feminine side. We have our masculine warrior side, but we also have a feminine side. So if we can embrace both within ourselves, then we are more complete and whole as people and as human. So that was, uh, I think it takes a lot of courage, a lot of masculine courage to show your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Okay, so is, that's yeah is there it's a beautiful experience it's uh showing this vulnerability and especially with other men is there another experience that you that you would like to share with us from from your five-year travels that's that was like an aha erlebnis uh i said okay this part uh i never i never knew for myself I had so many experiences, so, but uh, what comes to me now was in Arizona, I, I, was in, I was in New York, actually, and I'm, I was thinking about coming back home, and then suddenly I woke up in the night and said, I have to go to the old reservation of the Native Americans mm -hmm. in the Navajo Indian Reservation. I had no idea. I haven't been there. I just woke up. I have to go there, so... I took the Greyhound bus from New York all the way three days to Arizona. And I knew I had to go to a mountain called the Navajo Mountain. There was just the roof of Mother Earth. That's what they call it, the Navajo Indian. And I just, I tried to hitchhike out there and there was no flow. And then I had this vision also in New York that I should meet a person. I had no idea. I just had a feeling. And then I, I stayed in a, a, a uh, backpack place, dormitory, and uh, there was, I was looking at a map of the, the planet, an atlas, mm -hmm. and uh, 
just look at this beautiful world, you know. And then suddenly there was a man standing next to me and I said, well, you know, I had this vision. I want to go to this mountain and, and do a ritual and be in that area and connect with myself. And then he looked at me and said, I've been waiting for you for six months to meet me. I've been traveling all over the sacred places in North America and I've been waiting for you. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Nice to meet so, you. So uh, we just connected and he was like a father to me. He was an old priest that was connected. He's been working as an old priest for many years and he was retired. Big beard, gray hair. He was like a native shaman man, very mm -hmm. nice. So we drove next day and normally you cannot get into the reservation of uh, the areas of the Navajo. But when we arrived, they just said, we know who you are. Just come here on this land and do your thing, do your ritual, whatever. And we went there and I just connected to this amazing mountain. We, we were having the fire, playing the drums and sleeping outside. And the next morning I had a thing. I went all the way up to the mountain myself, put it, some things, and then I went back. And it was just a, a very... It was like a remembering for me mm. of an old home, a, a place that I've been before. I had many experiences when I travel of places I've been before. Mm. Is that what you, it seems that like uh, you, you discovered your own intuition and getting really in contact with, with I, would know, I, would, I would say the universe or the higher intelligence or um, how would you describe it yourself? What, what, what opened up for you? Was it your intuition, your connection, your getting rid of layers, I would, what was it? It was an entombment, a sharpening of connecting to my inner compass, my soul and who I truly am on a deeper level. And there was no disturbance from day-to-day -day life, you know, have to go to this and do this. Here I was free to flow with the intuition. There was mm. time to reflect. There was time to be with myself, being nature. Connecting with this beautiful mother, this planet, and then listening to the guidance. So I experienced many synchronicities, many aha experiences, and many deep transformations during the way. But I had the time to do it. There was no pressure from time. So I had to be anywhere. I could go wherever I want, whenever I want, and everywhere. Uh, that's a good observation. Is, is that what's lacking, what's lacking now for a lot of people? Just the time to the time to discover and to go deeper and maybe the coronavirus is helping us with that i would say that the way we live especially in the west it's so put into boxes and everything is so time limited so it's very difficult to create this mystery this magical creation because you are very much in the head when you are putting things into time boxes. So you're not putting your awareness and consciousness into the different frequencies of the heart and the intuition. It's not so much time you have for that. So that's why your life becomes more like a re repetition. Just like your thoughts is repetition. Mm -hmm. We have around 60, 60 to 70 thoughts a day and many of them is repetition. So it's the same thoughts. So there's not a new thoughts or new uh, creativity arises. So if we create a life where we put it into the same boxes, we, it's just become a little bit boring, not a living natural life. It becomes more like just a pattern. So well, that's, that's an interesting point because we can all go for a five-year travel, but then we come back here. And we are thrown into this Western society where, where we have this yeah, runaway of, of activities and things to do and all these to-do lists. Mm. What, what did you do when you came back from, from your travel and to stay close with what you, all, the, all the things that you experienced? When I came back, I felt that I have collected a lot of pieces in a big puzzle, my own puzzle my own understanding of who I am 
my full potential and what my purpose was in life. What, why am I here on this planet? What, is, what am I here to actually do on a deeper level? Not what my parents or society or what I thought would make me happy or success by being a football player model, but what is my true purpose? That's really important. You have direction and purpose in life because then everything you do becomes a journey and adventure because then you're in contact with life and inner guidance and inner compass that will guide you into a life that is like a joy ride. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world suddenly. So you make you could, very curious now, now Christian, what is your life purpose? What did you, what did you discover as being this with is all what the, I'm here, here to do? All the small pieces I got from Tibetan Buddhism and the wisdom of that, the shamanism, the, all the different traditions around the world, the old wisdom people that I met, is the new generation of youth on this planet. That is the new seeds that's going to grow with new consciousness. They need what I could do to them is create them a new way of feeling and thinking and a new perception of, of life. So they can be leaders from the intuition and the heart instead of the head. The head is fine to live in the five senses perception, but it's very limited. Mm -hmm. So to open that perception up to being a leader in a much more natural and living way, that's my, one of my main blueprints. So I've, when I came back, I took education, Steiner and, and anthroposophy, esoteric philosophy and other things and, I, and, and true north that is self-development courses for teenagers and, and I've worked since 2008 so 12 years now with the new generation of youth in different ways with meditation and mindfulness and, and guiding them into the spark and meaning in their own life and I've met hundreds and thousands of, of teenagers both in Denmark and abroad and to change the consciousness of them. That's my, one of my main life purpose. So they can be the new leaders leading into a new paradigm shift, a new, a new world where we have different values. And how, how open is this new generation for, for these new perspectives? For, um, and how do you do that? It's, it's a completely different way of uh, education, of how, how how to look at education as a whole and how to look at the society. And to be if, you have a, if you have a specific structure, then you can transform a lot of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So I've worked in a, in a camp form for five intense days with True North to find your inner True North star, your inner compass. Mm -hmm. So it's a five-day program. It's called quantum learning. So it's a quantum deep in your learning so if you put the right structure, you can transform intensely with a sh short amount of time, one week transformation. There's three different levels of camps of transformation. And there's a lot of learnings there. Multiple intelligence. There's many ways of intelligence. We have spiritual intelligence, emotional intelligence, social intelligence, not only IQ intelligence. Mm -hmm. There's so many other intelligence you can grow and expand in in your full potential as a human. Is it mainly with children that you work, Christian? Or because, well, it's good, it's good to bring this awareness or this consciousness for the future. But what about the people now? I, the, the adults and the leaders now? I both work with small kids. I work with teenagers. And I, with young adults, that's where I work in Alzheimer Union, where they have all the, in Alzheimer Union where I work with, they all have parents with dementia or Alzheimer disease. And I give them tools, meditation and mindful to have a, a more healthy day-to-day -day life where they feel more joy and happy with this situation they're in. Mm -hmm. And then I work also with grown-ups uh, in something called compassionate leadership training that is consciousness this is basically creating a, a leadership training, a leadership program for, and that's focused on men because I see that men really needs this to be leaders from the heart and not from the head. So I, I work with all ages 
but I have a special life purpose with the new generation. Mm -hmm. But I work with all kinds of people in all ages. You said uh, the, the leadership uh, program that you're working is this only for men. Why is it so important for men to develop all these skills that you just mentioned, the emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence? Why is that so important? Because we as men, the way I see it, are way behind the balance of the women in their consciousness and in their way of tuning into the wisdom of the heart and the feelings. The masculine leaders really, what I would say, uh, is ready to a big wake-up call. Mm. And it's not say that women cannot only go through this program. It's just like I feel I had a, a call for creating a men's group because I have worked with men before with the football world. Mm. And normally this consciousness and this way of looking at, at life in the football, uh, in the sport, we don't talk about these things. We talk about, you know, like look at this ass or, you know, drink this beer, you know, like this is men's talk, but really take it to a different consciousness level. That's something that I felt that it would be good both for myself and also to inspire others. So it was a big transformation for me also to open up in my vulnerability to other men. That was a, a way for me to grow. How come you think it's so difficult for men to open up and to lead from the heart? We have been brainwashed. Ego or brainwashed or yeah? We have been brainwashed is the heart, but we have been basically been told that being vulnerable is not a masculine thing. This mm -hmm. is unique. And if you look thousands and thousands of years, you can say, yeah, if you were hunters, you need to survive. You shouldn't be vulnerable and have feelings because then you will die from the animal, whatever, you know. But it's a story we've been told. But you see all the problems that happen in relationship is because it's a reflection of our own inner marriage between our own masculine and our own feminine as men. And if you only are honoring the masculine side, then we are, we, we are not in union in a whole way as men. And that's why we have problems in our relationship with women because we cannot meet them. We have different languages. We cannot meet this and it, it creates a blockage. So we need to heal our own inner marriage so we can be a reflection in our relationship and understand both the masculine and the feminine and feel both the masculine mm -hmm. and the feminine within ourselves. And a very important thing in the end is the inner child. So I see compassionate leadership that I facilitate training in for men. Is I say there's a masculine leadership, there's a feminine leadership, and then there's an inner child leadership. That's the playfulness, the joy, the humbleness, the curiosity to grow and learn. And I see that you can be very tuned with your masculine and your feminine but if you don't have the joy and the humbleness then you become an arrogance or arrogance become arrogant oh i think i know then you become a, a preacher a teacher you think you know better than others uh, and that's when you start becoming arrogance spiritual arrogant intelligent arrogant emotional arrogant and this is not healthy so the inner child keeps you humble and keep you growing and open to learn and know that you're not better than anyone else on this planet. We're all equal, whatever, how we look, how old we are, whatever country, whatever, we're all the same level, eye to eye. Then you have your, you, you, you see the truth. Everybody is just a reflection of yourself. That's the truth. What, what you describe, Christian, it would scare the hell out of a lot of people. It's, it's, it's scared, it's scared, it, it still scares me to, to be vulnerable and to be open and to show yourself uh, as true man and, and who you really are. And I often wonder, is it really necessary to go through all these pains and fears and to, to discover your own life purpose? Is it, yeah, is it, is it all worth it? 
I will say, look at children and kids. If you that see this program right now have a kid, what makes you feel joy and happiness? Mm -hmm. Why is it the kids? Because they're in contact with their inner child. So, and the inner child is vulnerable and open. Look at kids, they cry. If they cry, they, they're happy. They show their emotions. They're very alive. That's why we look at kids and say they inspire us. Oh, my kids makes me happy. They makes me feel joy. They makes me feel meaning. Unconditional love. Because they're reflection. And this inner child, you also have yourself. Be a good parent to that inner child. Let this inner child come out of the box. Take the mask off. Be authentic. Be vulnerable. Because the heart is vulnerable. When you open up, it's very vulnerable to open a heart up. And it can be, create a lot of pain. And sometimes we need to experience these pains, but not close in, but stay in the pains and show the pain of staying open. If you do that in a relationship, I, I promise you that your partner will bow to you in respect, not because you close because it's painful, but you stay open and, sit and share your feelings. This is really painful. It's hurting like shit, but I stay open. I don't close my heart. Then you can grow even deeper. And it's an un, there's no end to the opening of that heart. I, I, I was just going to say, when, when does it ever stop? Does it ever stop? No, it's, it, there's no end to it. It's an opening. There's no end to change of transformation and consciousness mm -hmm. and your full potential. You can grow and you can grow and you can open and you can open this energy field of who you are. And people will be affected by you. It's like a little star. Mm -hmm. The more you shine to the world, the more people you will influence on your path, wherever you are. And just being around you, will, it will transform. And, and, and in, in this process, because is it you, you meet your fears, you meet your, your pains, what is are, are key elements or to just keep going and to, to be, to look at it and just say, okay, that's, that's it. I continue and not, and not stay in the emotion or not staying in the pain. How, how do you keep on going at these difficult moments? I would say I see life as a jumping on, on, on a horse and riding full on with mm -hmm. life. That's the way I see life. I perceive life now is I ride on this horse of life full of fire and energy. And sometime I will fall off. There's something on the path that makes me fall off and it's painful. Mm -hmm. It hurts, but I will jump on the horse again and have learned something new and just ride. I want to live a life where I've lived all my dreams. I've lived full on with full spark and energy. So when I look at my deathbed and I look back at my life and say, I really lived this life fully. Mm -hmm. And I want to invite all my friends and family and people I've met to see the life movie that I have lived. And I want them to enjoy and see what a movie, what a creation. It was inspiring. He, he fall off the horse many times, but he got up again. He continued with full on passion, riding the life journey. And he experienced many things. And, he, and in the end, he find out that Love is the only true diamond on this planet. The heart is the true diamond. This is spirituality. You don't need to read anything. You don't need to be a philosopher. You don't need to do anything else than just being here and now. Open your heart and share that love. That's the essence of spirituality. That simple is it. You don't have to read anything. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to go to a monastery or anything. Love is the true essence. This is my experience. And this is what I've seen everywhere I am on this planet. It's, it's that simple. Is that how you would like to be remembered? A man who discovered love? I, I would like to be remembered like a, a passionate soul came into this planet for a short amount of time. And he shared this, his inner heart, this inner star that inner love mm. with other people and, and let other 
parts on this journey. And he, he became, he was a humble man. Meaning that he didn't say who he was. Mm. People recognized. You don't call yourself a guru. You don't call yourself a, a leader. You, people will tell that you are a leader. That's the true leader. It's not something you call yourself. So, so, yeah, and then I would say here also, the transformation, everything we meet that's painful, it's because there's shadow sides, things we can't see that makes us bump the head into a wall and then it's painful and then we shadow sides or things can make us grow. Mm. And when we transform and let them go, then we don't carry that burden anymore. So we become lighter and lighter and we become much more flowing with life, synchronicities and connections with who we truly are as humans. I like the quote that you said, um, don't call yourself a leader, but let the people judge if you are a leader. Is there something else that you would like to share with the audience? Maybe in, 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 this, in this period uh, where, where we all have to stay home, where the world is in transformation, where it's not easy, where we are a little bit forced to go and to, to, to look at things. Yeah, how, what, what uh, recommendations or things you would like to share with people now? To everyone out there, I will say that the most important these times, the way I see it, is connecting with nature. Mm. Walk in nature and feel into what gives you energy and spark in nature. Is it a mountain? Is it on the beach? Is it in the forest? Where? And then go there as much as possible because that gives you energy and fill you up with meaning and joy. So nature is the main thing. Then I would say, Stay around the people that also give you a spark mm. and, and, and use the, be present with these people. Be there, put the iPhone or the gadgets aside and just be present, enjoy the present moment with people that you love and care for. That fills you up also. You have the unique time now to actually be present and, and not be stressed, but actually be present because you have more time. So this is another thing and then Healthy, take care of your body, do some exercise, some healthy food to nurture this temple, this body, the instrument that you're going to stay here. It's the only thing we have here as a, as a materialistic thing. Yeah. So, so be aware of that. Uh, take care of that um, vehicle. And then I will say, if you're up to it, I don't know if you meditate or you tune up to other ways of consciousness, but otherwise, what I can do is I can send a meditation to you, Stein, that you can give to people if they're interested oh, yeah. to, to how to get into yeah. your heart and open up for this power, this other frequencies. Something that we all have, but many of us, mm -hmm. including myself, have forgotten. But now suddenly remembering again. Remembering who we are. It's all about right now waking up of humanity remembering who we are and stop being slaves from a system, but be your, our own authorities and, and calm us human and humanity and humans together and create a new paradigm shift on this planet. I think personally that we are going through a deep transformation of humanity right now. We're going to have a total new way of structure of living. Many of the things we know now will not be here in a short amount of time. They will collapse. That's my feeling. So we're going to live a new, it's going to be a new paradigm shift. Thank you. So and I, I remember we should not be afraid of that. We should be excited about it. Yeah, we should celebrate. We should all celebrate this new time. It's a, it's a death process and a birth process. Something old will be burned and something new will open up so it's a death birth process and it's a celebration That's something a new party 
yeah, let's, let's celebrate. And if you can hug people on the street, then hug yourself, you know, and, uh, yeah. and hug a tree if you feel, or hug people that you care for that is not afraid of. Don't go into fear. The fear narrows your, your view on, on life. So op- let go of the fear. Open up for the heart and the wisdom. I'm looking very much forward to your uh, meditation that you will send us, uh, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, please do. I think it's it also for the audience. It will be very interesting to hear mm. how you do it and how how um, how it can help them. So, but I would also like to thank you, Christian. I think we are at the end of our interview. Yeah, thank you very very much for having this beautiful conversation, for sharing uh, your wisdom, your vulnerability, your energy with, uh, with us. And uh, yeah, hope to see you soon again in Denmark online. I'm always welcome time for uh, another meeting. And if people out there have any questions or want to know more, they can always write to you and then yeah. I will answer if they want to know more or have links or anything guidance i'm very much open yeah. to to inspire i'm only here to inspire and support i'm not a a leader or a guru i'm just here to inspire people to take their own choice and go their own way of, of, of following their hearts okay i hope my my mailbox will not explode to the coast <laughs> <laughs> i will forward everything to you yeah. christian but no thank you very much i'm very very grateful for this conversation and that I've met you. And I hope uh, you can be an inspiration for a lot of people in this world, in this changing world. Thank you very much. You're welcome, my friend.